please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. Welcome to the Vagabond Exchange, coming to you from, podcasting to you from a dining room somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee. I am sitting across from the devastatingly handsome William. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And this is Emily, for those of you who are wondering whose irritating voice you're listening to. Who are new to our show. Yes, who are new to our show. Yes. That's right. Mm -hmm. I'm Emily, and this is William. Say hi, William. Hi. So, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. That's great. Did you have a good weekend? I did. We usually do this on Sundays. I don't know if we've reminded people of that in a while, but it's a Sunday afternoon in a somewhat cooler Nashville. Yeah, I think it's in the 80s today, so So, could be worse. Will be worse later (laughs) this week. Exactly. Supposed to hit around 100, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday. Yes. And today is July 11th. Right? Yes. So, howdy and hello. There you go. We want to give a quick shout out to our friend Maria. Well, my friend Maria. Right. I haven't met her. Who calls you Lewis? Who thinks your name is Lewis? Why? I don't know. She always gets you mixed up and calls you Lewis. Hmm. And now it's a joke, so she always says, how's Lewis? Yeah. Which is funny. (laughs) So, hi Maria from Emily and Lewis. Thanks for adding us to your Facebook. And if you'd like to add the Vagabond Exchange as a like on your Facebook page, you can check us out. We're under Vagabond Exchange on Facebook. That's right. You can also email us at vagabondexchange at gmail.com. Yes. And we were also talking last week. If you want to send in like an MP3 of, uh, yes, you know, maybe a review of your city, yes. certain places you think we should go. Agreed. Just uh, drop us, email us the MP3. Right. We will uh, check it for viruses, and then we'll uh, we'll play. We might it. play it. Viruses yeah. and profanity. Profanity. The more profanity. Racial epithets. Mel Gibson. That's for you. <laughs> right. And we thank our um, official Vagabond Exchange correspondent, Seattle Joe. That's if right. If you didn't check out last week's podcast, you should because Joe reached out to us from Cell Block Eight. And said hello. Death Row Joe. <laughs> Death Row Joe. Poor Joe. Joe, we do love you. I hope you know that. Yeah. We abuse you because we love you. Speaking of Joe, yeah. he left us a little note yes, on the Vagabond Exchange Facebook page. Yes, he did. On the 4th of July. Yeah. From Gasworks Park in yes. Seattle. Yes. Which... I don't think that's the park that he told us about now that I, I see that. So we're mad at you, Joe, for not telling us about this park. Yeah, Joe. What's up with that? Just kidding. But it looks cool. It looks, yes, it looks cool and it looks cool. like Yeah, like temperature-wise. Right. Which would be like a breath of fresh air. Yes. For us. It would be. Even though it was raining on the 4th in Seattle, mm-hmm. that's okay. That is okay. Because it's a cool rain. That's right. <laughs> and there's something about the rain in Seattle. It's annoying sometimes, but I like, it, it just matches, like it feels like it should be rainy there. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. 
And you appreciate the sunny days even more. Agreed. When they finally come about. Agreed. The last time we were there, we didn't get much sun. No, we didn't. The first get- time we had like two or three days where they were sunny days. Yeah, I think the first time we were there, it only rained like one day, didn't yeah. it? So, but this time it rained almost the whole the time whole we time. were there. Yeah. So we got a good dose of true Seattle, Seattle yeah, weather. True that. Yeah. So, thanks, Joe. We're glad that you're sticking with us. We are. You're like an, an abused girlfriend. You just keep <laughs> coming back for more. That's right. That's right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> we happened to be watching Dazed and Confused last night. Yes. And I, I guess <laughs> Seth Meyers is the one that did that on Saturday Night Live, kind yes. of made fun of that. He did a, it was a, like one of the weekend update jokes. Yeah, but all I didn't right, realize right, that uh, Matthew McConaughey had actually said that in a movie. I didn't, I knew he had said it. I just didn't, I thought he, it was something he said all the time. Oh, maybe he does. But I think, no, I think it's just in that movie because he says it a few, like he says, all right, <laughs> a couple of times. That's a funny movie. I always liked that movie. And in watching that, I said, you know what? Matthew McConaughey is really not that great an actor. No, he's not. But he's Plus he has short interesting arms. to look at. Freakish, and, freakishly short arms. Yeah, like baby arms <laughs> with huge muscles. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No. He's okay to look at, so I won't complain. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, yeah, this week we checked out two movies, the first of which was The Killer Inside Me. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that at the Belcourt, our favorite uh, historical theater Movie. in Nashville. Right, because there's so many. <laughs> right. First, second, and third place goes <laughs> to the Belcourt. That's right. But I love the Belcourt more and more every time we go there. And if you remember last week... We talked about the fact that this is a historic theater, but they just redid their kind of main... 1925? Yes. Theater that was built in 1925, where it has a stage and... Yes. This really beautiful, like, sculpted... I don't know what the material is, but it sort of trims the stage. Right. And has, like, little figurines and things carved into it. Yeah. So they redid the seats and the carpet and the drapes, and it's pretty nice, I must say. It's very nice. And the Belcourt is like going into your grandmother's house or something. Right. It has a certain scent to it like that just feels like of. home. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. And the people that work there are always cool well, and like hip. happy. Yeah. yeah. And their concessions are relatively inexpensive. Yeah. And they, they're old school. Like right. the cups that they give you drinks in are just like, there's no they're advertisement. Like Dixie so, cups, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like the Dixie cup material. They have a fully stocked bar. Yes. Beer, wine. Fresh squeezed lemonade. Espresso, I think. Which is delicious. Yeah. Yeah, they do have espresso. So. So it's a cool, fun little. Yeah. And I think we're going to become members soon. We are. So we get discounts and stuff. So, and they're doing a summertime movie outdoor, outdoor series. Thing. They had so. the jerk yesterday, and they were off and yeah. on about whether they were going to show the movie because it thunderstormed. Oh, that's but right. But I think they showed it. That's so, cool. Yeah. So we're, we'll check that out when it cools down a bit. Yep. And they should. we should also say that, because we're talking about Nashville and talking mm-hmm. about more places, if you come, yes. like they also have this big thing during the Oscars where everybody comes dressed up like in tuxedos and evening gowns to watch the Oscars on the uh, big we screen. We should do that next year. We should. That would be fun. If we became members, we'd probably be able to get in. or You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think they give like preferred seating to members. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. Get I could up. get a gown. Yeah. <laughs> I could right. wear a top you hat. You could wear a top. Yeah, and and coattails. And tails. And a monocle. And tap dance out the front. <laughs> Do a jig. That would be great. 
They have a tap dancing black guy. You got to see him. Although you were showing off your moonwalk skills earlier, so I, was. I bet you're probably a pretty. But good I think tap I sprained dancer. my ankle, so I'm done really? with all that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're a pretty good moonwalker, I have to say. <laughs> Without you, were all talk. Nope. So anyway, yes. <laughs> back to what we were originally talking about. We decided to check out the killer inside me, um, which stars Casey Affleck, Jessica Alba, Kate Hudson. Uh, Simon Baker, Ned Beatty, Elias Cotias, and Bill Pullman has a brief little snippet in that movie. But basically, The Killer Inside Me is about a small-town Texas sheriff named Lou, who sort of has, as you discover, has a rather sociopathic side to him um, and starts making regular visits to the town prostitute played by Jessica Alba. And I think I don't think this is a secret because all the synopses I read of it were said that he ends up killing her. And then you sort of see him unfold and find out the reasons why he's not able to contain the killer inside him. Right. Uh, Kate Hudson plays his girlfriend slash fiance um, who he's kind of has an abusive relationship with. Simon Baker plays a town's DA who kind of who realizes that. Lou isn't this nice, sweet sheriff that he pretends he is, and he's the one who kind of unfolds this whole case. Ned Beatty has a small part as, like, a big wig right. in the town. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Ned Beatty, actually, his son is um, involved with the prostitute. Right. And so he kind of hires Lou to uh, take, take care, care of that. And, and Lou sort of, he gets a lot of incentive to help various truants in the in the uh town right there's a a kid that he kind of helps out who plays an interesting role in the movie um along with ned Beatty's son so there's a it's very good old boy small towny until you realize that there's something crazy going on and he seems like a i think and he comes across all the townsfolk as a good you know deputy is he a deputy sheriff deputy sheriff yep and, Very uh, soft-spoken, honest, sweet. and the guy, the go-to guy, if you have any issues. Yep. So, you know, and you kind of watch as things unravel, and he, as he tries to, you know, cover up one lie and right. misstep with another lie and misstep. So, right. and the very uh, kind of a twist ending. So, yeah. So, what do you think? Um, initially, I must say that the credits, the beginning credits, I really liked. I'm really yeah dragged in sometimes by just you know some opening critics are so boring and yes just you know pedestrian but these were I don't know they popped yes for some reason they had a nice song at the beginning I like the music in movies it kind of but when it first started I'm like this is kind of like a low rent Coen Brothers movie it had that feel it to did. it you're right because um, sort of dusty yeah I was yeah. thinking of No Country for Old Men and that which is not good to think. Because there's no way for me to compare right. any movie to that. Um, and I think it was, I don't know, there were some parts of the movie that were unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. There's a scene towards the end yeah. where you're like, you know, really? are these people just not noticing this? <laughs> right. This, I'm, I'm not all of these it. really intelligent investigators aren't noticing this. R- right. Are all of your senses working? Or, <laughs> right. And... Um, it's very violent. Yes, gratuitously uh, so, I thought. Yeah. 
And I'm not a big, uh, some, someone else could have played the Jessica Alba role. Yes. It probably would have sold it more for me. Yes. She wasn't very convincing. As the, she was kind of a noodle. And I know like her character was supposed to be a little bit of a noodle, but it wasn't right. Like it wasn't the right kind of naivete right. for that character. If you're going to you know? fall for a prostitute, there's got to be something about it that just pulls you in and just kind of ties you up where you, you can't exactly. get away from this person. Exactly. I didn't get that from her. I could have just, you know. Yeah. Insert her. pretty face here. Right. Yeah. And um, Kate Hudson, initially, I'm like, she's not working for me. A little later in the movie, it, I she sold herself better for me. Um, but she and Jessica Alba kind of pulled me out. They didn't match up with Casey, Casey Affleck, Affleck, who Agreed. really, the movie wasn't a great movie, but he, he was... He did well with what he was given. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, and Simon, I liked Simon Baker's character too. He seemed very. Uh, I believed that he would be like this kind yeah. of skeptical DA who could work his way in and and outsmart the outsmarter. Kind yeah. Of. But you're right, Kate. And the last few things I've seen, Kate Hudson, and I'm like, really, Kate Hudson? What happened to you? Yeah, she. I mean, ever since Penny Lane, it's like you keep waiting for her to do something else like that. But now that I think about it, I'm like, maybe she was a lot like that yeah, Penny Lane character. I think that's what it was. And maybe that's why she was able to sell it. Hippie, free spirit. I think I don't think she can play any other part. Yeah, which, which is, is a okay. Shame. But well, it's okay, but like I think of. Um, actually, I like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I do too. But she's still kind of the same character. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then I think of Nine, and I think of this movie. Yes. And I'm like. Somebody else should be in this role. She's very bubblegum to me, and yeah. I don't think she can be anything other than just like cute, smiley, you right. know? Um, but I mean, the movie had some intriguing parts. Yes. And um, I, I, I didn't drift away from it. No. It kept, kept my attention. And it's, it's very much like it's not, I wouldn't say it's really a whodunit because you sort of know what's going on the whole time, but it, it's a puzzle. Yeah. And it's interesting how they put it together, I think. It's kind of like a poor man's uh, David Lynch type movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I didn't hate it. It was a, There were a lot of scenes where I sat there with my eyes closed. because, there, And I will say this. There's a lot of violence against women. So if you have trouble stomaching that, which I assume everybody has trouble stomaching that except for maybe Joe. And O.J. Simpson. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right, O.J. Simpson's probably listening. I'm sure he is. He's got nothing else exactly. to do. He and Joe are jailmates, cellmates of it. <laughs> Watch out, Joe. Watch out, us. Cover your... No, I'm not going <laughs> to... No, don't say it. Um, so that that was what was most disturbing to me. I have a lot... It was very violent, very violent towards women. Yeah. So just beware of that. Yeah, I mean, I think of uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo and how mm-hmm. violent that was. Yeah. And that didn't disturb me as much as... The, the scenes, the violent scenes in this movie. Well, because I felt like the violence in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, um, it it explained why the characters were the way they were. This violence didn't explain... I didn't think it added to the story in the way that it did in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It helped you understand the character, but I thought it was too much. Yeah. So... I agree. So... Um, so we're going to check out the rating on imdb.com and see how close we get to that. I would give this movie a 6.7. I was thinking 6.8. No way. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I should oh, say that Emily just made us some screwdrivers, and they're already starting they to kick in, movie. so yes. we have to slow down. We've been mixing up our drink of choice. I know that we said at one time that the Vagabond Exchange was brought to you by uh, Vodka Tonics, but we've been we've just thrown caution to the wind at this yes, point. Whatever gets us drunk. alcoholic beverage, yep. Yes. 6.8. How do you like that? Oh, another thing that I forgot to mention is that this movie is actually based on a novel from 1952 right. by Jim Thompson. Right. So and it's, yeah, because it's set in the it, 50s. That's and, where you've heard of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was set in the 50s. It's not like a present day story. Right. So. So. You know, if you're bored, check it out. I'd wait for it to come out on Netflix. DVD. Yeah. yeah. I always say Netflix. Like, everyone's on Netflix. Well, that's. Just watch it on Netflix. I don't have Netflix. We'll do it anyway. That's like when you buy a soft drink and you say, just give me a Coke. Coke. Which, because that's how big Netflix is right. now. Right. It's like the, like Kleenex. People that's the refer most, to tissue as Kleenex. Right. Which disturbed my dad because he worked for Procter & Gamble and they mm-hmm. sold puffs. See, I buy puffs. Yeah. Hmm. But now I think of Netflix because I had stock in there and I sold it. And now it's like, ugh. It's my one regret. Yeah, yeah, you could have lie. been independently wealthy and supported me for yeah, the rest with my, of my life. Thirty shares. <laughs> hey, what is that movie? Oh, you've got mail, where one of the characters says she's very. She's like, I'm very rich, you know. I bought Intel at six, and <laughs> yeah. they're like, What the hell, lady? That's the lady from um, uh, All in the Family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maureen. I don't know. Edie. Yeah. Wasn't that her name on the show? Edie. Edie? I don't know. Anyway. anyway. Um, so yesterday we decided to check out Cyrus, our second movie in the two-part movie review. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyrus stars John C. Riley, Marissa Tomei, Catherine Keener, and Jonah Hill. John C. Riley plays a character with the same name, John, not C. Riley, um, who's basically like a down-on-his-luck guy. Um, he's still really good friends with his ex-wife, who's kind of encouraging him to leave his home and stop masturbating. <laughs> um, so he goes to a party, and it's really awkward, but he finally meets this beautiful woman in the form of Ms. Marissa Tomei, um, who takes a liking to him despite all of his social ineptitude, and they start a very quick romance. Unbeknownst to him, uh, Marissa Tomei's character, Molly, has a grown son, played by Jonah Hill, whose name is Cyrus. Um, at first, it appears that the relationship between John and Cyrus will be okay, and then you realize Cyrus is a bit of a loon, and hilarity ensues. Right. Sort of. Yes. It's a, this is a very dark comedy. Right. Um, it explores a relationship between a mother and son who are kind of codependent, so it's it goes places, I think, that movies haven't really gone before in that regard. Yeah. But um, it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting for me. It didn't. Uh, I know you liked it. I did like more it. than I did. It. There were some parts to me that seemed to kind of drag a little bit. Um, and, but I mean, it was acted well. What you see in the previews is what you get in the movie. Yeah. To I me, agree. the movie is just an extended length of the preview. I would agree with that I would agree with that. I think the preview gives you a very clear look at what the movie will be like yeah but there are some very good uh one-liners in there yes and you f- i do like the john c Riley character a lot yes. i feel you feel sorry for the guy you want things to i did you, you, want- you feel like a kinship to him almost like right. you could see yourself in his shoes yeah 
Yeah. And I was telling you, like, if I had a buddy, I would kind of want my buddy to be like, because he seemed like a, a genuine fellow. Yes. He's messed up, but who isn't? And so. he gets it. Like, he's not, uh, he's not, he's very self-aware. Like, he seems to understand his limitations, which I think a lot of these movies, sort of indie films, focus on characters that are more shallow. Like, they don't, they don't really get who they are. And so it's all about them finding out who they are. These were characters, this had a main character who seemed to understand himself and other characters that couldn't really find their place. Right. Yeah, because if I, you talk about other independent movies, I think of the one um, with uh, Ben Stiller that we saw, who's very uh, oh, self-involved. Yeah. and Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. But it's it was... a Greenberg something. Yes. Yeah. Greenberg? I can't I remember. But, yeah. But the John C. Raleigh character does care more about other people outside of himself. Right, right. And, um... So he was, for me, the shining kind of part of the, the film. Yes. And Marissa Tomei, is, uh, she's like 45, 46 now. Yeah. She's just beautiful, gorgeous. A so. lot of eye makeup, though. Yeah. I think she had false eyelashes on, which she's beautiful, but I'm like, you don't have to wear all that eye makeup. You're pretty. Yeah. What do you think of Jonah Hill? Because I know he bothered you in uh, He did the bother last me, and I think that's saw. why I like this one, because he was a little bit... It was a little bit of a departure. Like, he's still that asshole Jonah Hill, like, let me see how many zingers I can get out there in, like, a a monotone voice. But he showed a little bit of vulnerability. And I also, like, he does a really good job of, like, giving this jackass stare. Like, there are a couple parts in the movie where it's, like, he's kind of scary the way he just, like, stares down John C. Riley. Yeah. So I I was like, okay, maybe Jonah Hill can can get there to some extent. Yeah, so. if he can kind of plumb the depths of his emotions a yes. little bit more. Yes. Get away from the super bad, smart yeah. ass all the time. Like teenage kid, you yeah. know, he's grown up a little bit. Right. I will say this. Um, I listened to a review on the Tony Kornheiser show, and they were talking about the fact that he has, like, become really big, like, physically, like, mm-hmm. even since the super bad days, and... And the woman who was giving the review said, it's almost like he's taking over this house, like both with his girth and his, his, this relationship with his mom. And I thought when I watched it, I was like, you know, I think that's kind of what added to it. Like he, he's just, he's like a giant toddler. Yeah. And so it was weird. It was just, I felt awkward a lot during the scenes between the mom and the son, but in a good way, like, okay, there's obviously something here that's not, that's going to break, you know? Right. I, that kind of concern when I first saw him, I kind of that kind of concerns me. Yeah, that he seems to be kind of, oh, like, like he's blowing up a yeah, little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to be judgmental of a person's size, but you just wonder like what's happening because he's so you know he's heavy, but he it just seems like he's getting bigger, 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 bigger. You know, right? It's like seeing Kevin James in Grown Ups. I didn't get that same. Fee. He's yeah. a, he's a bigger guy. Yeah, but, but I didn't feel like he was dangerously fluctuates. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like morbidly obese. Yeah, and I feel like Jonah Hill's kind of pushing the line on that. Yeah. Getting there. So, But anyway, um, <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. I didn't love it, but I, I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It, it wasn't my like favorite, but I think out of the movies that we've seen this year, it's one of the, the better of yeah. like the 18 crappy ones we've seen. So. Right. And Catherine Keener was great in this movie. Less what? annoying than please give. Why is she in every movie? She's like the indie darling now. I don't know. But I I love her voice. She's very raspy, and there's yeah. something about her that I just feel a kinship. She has towards. an interesting face too. Yes, her she nose does. and yes. I like noses. So <laughs> you yeah. do like noses. <laughs> so I would give this like a seven point two. 
I would give it a 6.2. Really? You liked it worse than The Killer Inside Me? Um, I'm not, yeah. I shouldn't question your judgment. I, well, I, yes, I would. I would say that. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It's not that I liked it worse. It's just that The Killer Inside Me intrigued me more, kept me, my attention better than this movie. Okay. So I'm just. I'm not. I'm not questioning you. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. Seven point three. Not bad. There we go. Not too shabby. We should mention that we saw a preview like yesterday before this movie. A couple of previews. <laughs> yes. But we there did. was one that really made you tear up. Yes. Kind of touched me too. Teared up and cried until through the opening credits of Cyrus. <laughs> it's called Conviction mm-hmm. with uh, Hillary Swank and Sam Rockwell. Right. Where Sam Rockwell gets falsely accused of a crime and goes to prison and his sister vows to get him out and has to like she doesn't even have a high school diploma right so she has to that's her only goal yeah it appears from this previous yeah. to get a high school diploma so she can go to college law yep. school Pass get a degree yep. get her brother out of prison so all i'm thinking is this is based on a true story yeah so i'm thinking you know please let him be innocent Thank I, you. I don't know what this story i don't either but i'm, I'm kind of dying to see it now it doesn't yeah. come out till october but there's this one part in the preview where she's with her two sons and they're kind of talking about the fact that their mom made this her life goal. And the older son says, if it was his job to get me out of prison, I'd still be in there now or something like that. And then he kind of pauses and he was like, yeah, I do it for you. And that's what got me because yeah. it made me think of my brothers. And That's why, that, yeah, that's why I looked over at you because I knew you had siblings. <laughs> and saw like me weeping profusely in my chair. Yeah. So... so. We'll be checking that out. And there was also a one that looked really good with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Amy Ryan yeah. called Jack Goes Boating. Which uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman directed. Directed, yeah. 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 It's so. also got the guy, I don't know his name, but he was in American Gangster. Mm-hmm. He was uh, Russell Crowe's partner that's like a drug addict. addict. And he was also in um, uh, the Al Pacino. Uh, Carlito's Way. He plays the the cousin at the beginning of Carlito's Way that gets killed in a pool room. Oh, that was him? Yeah. We need to look that up at a later date. Yeah, so. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It seems like movie season's kind of picking up. Like, there's a couple things coming out this summer and then fall. Boom, bam, boom. We're going to be back with more glowing reviews and movies. Yep. Refreshment. Refreshment. For your enjoyment, there's hot, fresh popcorn. Tempting, delicious hot dogs. And so many kinds of ice cream. And of course, sparkling, delicious, ice-cold Coca-Cola for everybody at the refreshment counter now. Remember, your favorite snack will taste especially good with world-famous ice-cold Coca-Cola. So, uh, big news this week. Yes. LeBron James. LeBron James. Made a big... uh, The king. The king yeah, uh-huh. made a big uh, announcement, got a whole hour on ESPN just yeah. to make this announcement. He's leaving, leaving Cleveland mm-hmm. to go to Miami. Cleveland does not rock in the case of LeBron James. Nope. And leaving a trail of tears and heartbroken fans behind him. A lot him of angry Cleveland. people. They're yeah. tearing down signs and... Burning his jersey. I don't blame him. I don't... I do, but I don't. I mean, this is what happens. This is sports, you know? <sighs> this is sports, but... I guess I feel like how genuine 
first of all, they have to win the championship next year. Yeah. If they come anywhere short of winning, it's a complete failure. I know. Because these guys manufactured this, which is what yeah. bothers me. That, uh, that's what bothers me more than him leaving Cleveland. I think big start, big basketball players, I think that's the reality of pro sports right now. You can't make somebody a darling of a city and expect them to, unless you're like the Yankees or something. Yeah. It's Derek Jeter or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's happening more and more. I think players are leaving for money, right? Or well, for I, notoriety. So I think that's that's thing one. Like, that doesn't bother me as much as the fact that these three guys kind of plotted to, to do this. And to me, right. it's like kind of stacking the deck. It's kind of like the Yankees. Like, But the thing is... I think a lot of players, at least in the past, and you're right, it's changing, but they, they would be on a team, and they're playing for that team, and they're playing for that city. Right, right. You think of Michael Jordan in Chicago. He was there a couple of years before they started to win. Yep. But they, he's the darling of that city, and he played for the Bulls, and mm-hmm. he played for Chicago. Yep. LeBron James is from... He didn't really play for the he, LeBron James is from Ohio. Yeah. He's... You know, he's like their son in Cleveland. Right, right. He has no real attachment to Miami. He's just going there. He did, he wasn't traded. No. This wasn't a team thing. It wasn't, you know, owners making right. a decision, building a team. Right. It's three guys deciding we're going to win a championship together. It could have been any city. They're right. not playing for the city. They're not playing for the team. They're, They're playing, playing for, for themselves. themselves. I agree. And that's what bothers me. I, I agree, too. But I do feel like pro sports sort of fosters that. Like, you can't make it all about money and then get pissed when your players leave. You can't. But that's the thing. Cleveland would have paid him just as much. I don't know how much he's going to get. But if he wins a championship, he already has a ton of sponsorships. There goes even more sponsorships that he can have access to if he wins a championship. I, I mean, I I get it. Like, I'm, I'm upset with him, too. One, because of the way that he did it. Like, I think that was disrespectful. And I think all of the pomp and circumstance around, like, having it announced where he's like, yeah, I've decided and I've decided I'm leaving. Like, that's very trite. Don't do not do that. That that's, to me, is disrespectful. Right. And that part I didn't like. But I feel like I feel like we sort of created this system. And they said that they've already sold out of season tickets. Exactly. So, obviously, I mean. It doesn't bother me that Chris Bosh left Toronto. Because yes. I don't know if they were even trying to help build a team around I him. It didn't sound like it. He was really frustrated there. I think last year, wasn't it? There started to be some negative right. press around him and his attitude. He was attitude. twittering or, you know, yeah. about where should I go. So, I, I can see him leaving. But I think Cleveland would have done. I mean, they got rid of the coach. Yeah. They would have brought in anybody he wanted. Yeah. They would have tried to bring in players to help. I felt like they were working with LeBron James. I agree with that. I, I don't think what he did was right, but I I understand why it happened. I don't think I'll be cheering for the Heat to win it all no, next year. I won't. I, whoever's against them. Yeah. I, I would. I mean, it won't happen, but I would love to see Cleveland go f- further than they do. Me too. It wouldn't it be cool if they did, though? Just out of sheer spite, yeah. just kick their asses. But they won't. I don't think they will. I know. They're going to suck. Well, their maybe Chicago. Manager Chicago's says they're going to, their owner says that they're going to win the championship next Yeah, year, he's full so. of crap. No, he's, Stay tuned. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that was what the interesting thing was because for a while it was between Chicago and Miami, right? Because Dwayne Wade's ex-wife Family, and kids are there. Chicago, yeah. And so he was considering, but I think the same thing would have happened. All three of them would have jumped ship to Chicago. Yeah. 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 I just, there's no connect. It's There's a disconnect there for me because yeah. it's all about me. 
Yeah. That's how what I feel like. It's not at all about no. the city. Cleveland, it's like when you talk about Michigan and, you know, Michigan State going so far last year. and There's like some pride there. Because those sucks. cities are have been sort of abandoned. Right. By, the yeah. city's always kind of in, seems to be in dire straits. Yeah. The Browns suck. Yep. You know, the yearly. The Indians, Indians aren't that aren't good. Doing well either. Yeah. No, so I, he had this one shining star in the city, and now he's gone. I get it. I get it. I'm, and I understand what you're saying. <laughs> it just it bugs the crap out of me. It bugs me, too. And I think the other thing, I mean, from what I've read, Miami's uh, Miami has more international uh, exposure than Cleveland. It was about money, you know? Like, they're, they're going to get more. They get They sell out more often. They get more... There's more accessibility there than what Cleveland has. People don't vacation in Cleveland. They vacation in Miami. So Cleveland's, I think, yeah, Miami's. But see, that's the thing. Miami's like Miami, models. It's glamorous. And, yeah. yeah it's, Cleveland's it's working class, blue collar. Yeah. You're never going to get a statue in Miami. I bet you would have it like Jordan has a statue in Chicago. Yeah. You would have a statue in Cleveland. Yeah. Not now. He'll probably go back, but. I don't I don't think he'll be welcome back. I mean, that'll be a cold day in hell when they. We'll see. Celebrate his return, the return of the prodigal son. No, I get it because you know we've talked about Detroit before and how it was upsetting when Curtis Granderson left the Tigers for the Yankees because that feels like a very glamorous yeah. trade. And I love Curtis Granderson, so I'm not. And it was a lot more money, so I get that. But and I don't feel like he conspired with other players to no, not kind at of all. manufacture a winning team. Right. This is just wheeling and dealing, and then it's like. The what smart if, like, way to go. What if all three of them get injured or something? How shitty will that be? It'd be shitty for them. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, after all this? Because I, and from, the more I read about LeBron James, the more I feel like he just thinks he's got the world on a string. And He does right now. You know, and so that, to me, I'm kind of like, you don't know, buddy. There's a lot of things that can happen to that's you. That's true. That are out of your, that's out of your control. So right. you better be careful who you step on because you're going to need friends if anything bad happens. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think of Kevin Garnett and those guys, how Boston kind of brought them in to yeah, win. That, that doesn't was kind bother of the same thing. It though, is, but it? It, these teams brought them. They made they wheeled and dealed to bring these guys in. Yeah. I didn't feel like they all conspired to end up on the same team. Right, right. And even then, when I think of Boston, I still probably won't think of Garnett and Ray mm-hmm. Allen. I'm still going to think of these guys that were there, like Larry Bird, Robert Parrish. Yeah, these guys that just kind of fought when, it was, when they sucked. They yeah. fought for the team. Yeah. And when they were good, you know, so. And that's the other thing that I think is happening in pro sports. It seems like there's a bigger, it's almost like, um, you know how there's this big argument about how we're creating, we're getting rid of the middle class. Like it's either really, really wealthy people or really, really poor people. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting rid of like just middle road teams. Like especially if you looked at last year's football season, there's like teams who have these amazing records and then teams that are like, one and 12 or whatever. Right. It's, there's like no middle class in sports anymore. Everybody's either playing like for Miami or they're playing for Memphis. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no in between. You don't hear about these middle road, middle of the road teams. That's why when teams like, you know, Memphis or like Tampa Bay in baseball, yeah. when yeah. they do really well, you're like, see, Exactly. These guys beat the Yankees and they beat the Red Sox exactly. to make it to the World Series. They lost, but you get these you know, working class. That's why whenever Detroit or Minnesota gets that far, you, your heart kind of goes out to those teams. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, Good luck, LeBron. 
We'll see. Don't let the door hit you. Or the good Lord split you. <laughs> That's right. The answer to the question everybody wants to know. LeBron, what's your decision? Um, in this fall, man, it's, it's very tough. Um, in this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. That was the conclusion you woke up with this morning. That was the conclusion I woke up with this morning. Why? Um, <clears throat> like I said before, um, I feel like it's, it's going to give me the best opportunity to, to win and to win for multiple years. I don't know all the details, but what do you think about this uh, Mel Gibson character? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of split about Mel Gibson because part of me is like, dude, just shut up. Like, But that's the thing. His ex-girlfriend or whatever yeah. is releasing these yes. tapes. He has no control over that. I agree with that. But the incident that happened before was very public. It was not him. Where he got arrested and shouted anti-Semitic right. remarks. That was not in the privacy of his But he was home. drunk at the time as well. So I feel like, I feel like you, you did something dumb. So now they've already got that against you. And you did something that probably a lot of people have done. Still dumb, but it was said in the privacy of your own home. So now you've just kind of stacked the deck against you because you did something. I agree. But both of these incidents happened kind of in private moments. He was pulled over, DUI or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he didn't, there weren't camera. he's not like he's sitting there in front of a camera like right. some of these guys that say stuff and they're like, you know, like Rush Limbaugh years ago, what he said about Donovan McNabb, right. where he, right. you're kind of in a public forum right. and you're caught. This one, I don't even know if he knew his girlfriend was recording this stuff. No, I don't think he did. So. I feel sorry for that because so we were talking your, about this yesterday, like. Right. When have you? Who hasn't said something that they wish they could take back, or that if somebody else was watching, they'd be really embarrassed of? Yeah. I have. Like, I'm not exempt from that. I mean, we work with people, and you think, ah, oh, they're very cool people, but mm-hmm. in the privacy of their homes, there's no telling what they're saying about, you know, different races or you know, mm-hmm. homosexuals or whatever. They just put. A, they have a face that you see, just like Mel Gibson. Yep. You see, you know, Lethal Weapon. That's one guy. Yep. An interview with David Letterman, that's another guy. I I, I get it. I understand. I feel bad for him, I guess, because I feel like he used to be somebody who was respected and kind of sought after. But now it's like he's kind of a joke, and that sucks. But then there's another part of me that's like, well, if he's a racist asshole, then... (laughs) Yeah, there's a definite ambivalence ambivalence for me because... He is a racist. Right. Very clear. Jews, I mean, to me, blacks, that's clear. Like Mexicans. He, yeah. He pretty much hates every, everybody equally, but it seems like. Right. But then there's this guy that I grew up watching in movies mm-hmm. that I liked, and he's kind of, you know, uh, done over by his ex-girlfriend. Right. It's like you can't let your guard down in life at all now, no matter you where you human, are. human, basically. Even I mean, behind, even in the privacy of your own home. Right. Have you ever, like, bitched at an ex-girlfriend or a girlfriend and later been like, oh, crap. You know what I mean? Right. That's kind of... That's not fair. Yeah. But I don't know that it's fair to be... To pretend to be one way in public when you're very clearly... Another way? Yes. When you don't believe those things. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. If you're an actor, that's your job. To be someone you're you're really not. But I feel, I mean, it goes back to the conversation that we've had about so many other celebrities recently. I mean, people buy 
people buy their products, people see their work, whether it's an athlete or an actor or politician, and they buy sort of the whole package. Whether that's right or wrong, that's what happens. So I think that's where people feel duped when someone that they like, seemingly, turns out to be a not-so-nice person. person. Yeah. Yeah. And you think this is the guy that made Passion of the Christ or whatever. I know. It's like... And he's not a hero Jesus, of mine. My... What is that bumper sticker? Jesus loves you. Everyone else thinks you're an asshole. Like, <laughs> right. That's for you, Mel. If I truly admired him, it probably it would bother, you bother more. me more. Yeah. If it were like Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be Somebody upsetting. like that. Yeah. But. Yeah. What can you do? What can you do? Nothing. No. That's the answer. Yeah. So that's our celebrity news for the week (laughs) oh you wanted to did you want to talk about Lindsay lohan oh yeah the only reason i wanted to talk about Lindsay lohan is because i wanted to see what you thought about her tearfully being sent to jail for 90 days for like 18 dui and arrest and probation violations and the fact that she had fu written on her airbrushed on her middle fingers during court. Yeah, I think she's getting off lucky. I think so, too. If her name was, like, uh, Laquisha Lohan, <laughs> right. she would be done in, she would have been done in a long time ago. She'd be, like, three strikes and you're out deal. She'd be, be picking up on trash on the side life of Life without parole. Right. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you had this shot that not a lot of people get. Right. And you squandered it. Right. Over and over again. Right. So, and I think you have a problem. She has a problem. Yes. I feel sorry for her. Yeah. Because very clearly, clearly this girl does not have any support. And, and she's a good actress, too. Exactly. It's kind of like the whole Britney Spears thing. She was a puppet for her parents. She was just let out into the wild. And now people wonder why she's had a breakdown. Right. I mean, I feel like I had a fairly decent upbringing. But I don't know how I would react to, like... That kind of fame. I mean, she's not just like a... She's beyond a household name at this point, you know? Like, everybody knew who Lindsay Lohan was. Everybody wanted to be in her shoes or date the guy she was dating or make the money she was making when she was 16. And so I feel like if you don't have a good foundation, these are the things that happen. And I I think she it seems kind of bewildered about all of this, and that's what makes me feel sorry for her because it's very clear that she didn't want this for herself either. Yeah, she so, still seems oblivious, and at some yeah. point, you're saying it's got to click with her. I'm afraid she, she's going to kill herself. Like, she's going to die. She's so young, too. Yeah, so. and to have, I mean, if you look, like, at how much she's aged in the last just five years, it's right. kind of disturbing. She looks like a meth addict. Like, yeah. her face is all sunken in and cratery. And but she could reverse all that. That's the thing. I know, but does she have the people around her that will wake her up? Right. I don't think she does. Yeah. So, so maybe this uh, this time in jail will uh, yeah she'll be somebody's bitch in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Just kidding! I don't think she that happens in jail. No, nah, well, maybe That's not. More she'll be isolated probably. Yeah. So. They even still, it's not like real jail when they send celebrities to jail. Yeah, no. So very interesting. It's like uh, Avon Barksdale and. <laughs> The Wire. That's another thing that we haven't talked about. William and I are knee-deep in the second season of The Wire, which we know that we're behind the curve on, but that is a good damn show. It's a great show. It's a great 
very well written show. Yes, and very well acted. Very smart. Yeah. Yes. And we yes. love all the characters, even the bad guys. You like. You're like like um. Stringer Bell. No, the other guy. Avon Barks. No, the other guy. Weebay. Omar. Omar. Oh, oh yeah, Omar's scary. He's scary, but he's got a charisma to him, and that's what you. Anytime you have a great bad guy, they have they have to have charisma, like yep. Denzel in Training Day. Yeah, he's got charisma to him. Like you root for the bad guy. You're drawn to you, him. Yeah, yeah. You're almost like upset when bad things happen to him, even though you know he deserves it. Yeah, I want this guy to die, but but I'm so sad when he does. I, I love watching him. Yeah, <laughs> so. I watched something recently. Maybe it was with you, but. It was either a show about a movie or a movie about a movie, but they were saying, we want the people to cry when the bad guy dies and hate themselves for crying about it. Right. Like, that's how you feel about the bad guys on. I hate to love you. That's, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Idris Alba can read the phone book as far as I'm concerned. Just he's smooth, awesome. smooth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, you can tell he's, like, so naughty. Right. But you don't care. It's like, you know, if he came up to you, you'd be like, I shouldn't be hanging out with this guy, but I'm going to. Yeah. That kind of thing. Although, the last show we watched, he did something. And she... I was like, I can't believe he would do that. I couldn't he seems smarter either. than that. He seems above it, but maybe we're going to get into what yeah, his weakness we'll is. Yeah, we'll see. They had to create it some at some point, because so far he's been like the backbone of the organization. Right. So if you want to, you should check out The Wire, because yes. it's an awesome show. And we like... Can't stop. We're addicted to it. Addicted. So, yeah. Are there any other shows that we're watching? I'm watching Entourage, which I love. I'm watching Lost. Yes. Which I'm I'm way behind on the curve on that one too. Everybody else is like Lost. (laughs) 1998 call. They want their dramatic, episodical programs back. That's the uh, good and bad thing about Netflix. Mm -hmm. Is that it's. It has everything. Exactly. I get sucked into a Friday Night Lights. That's the other thing that I cannot get enough of. Right. So. And I started watching Dexter the other night, and I was like, you know what? Just I can't get into Dexter. I've tried. I'm like on the third episode, and I'm. I, I don't know if it builds up eventually, but it's too slow and too much narration by David C. Hall or whatever his name is. Oh. Michael C. Hall. He's only 39 years old. I know. Isn't that you know how weird? depressing that is? It's on a hit show. Anyway, uh, Seattle Joe, if if there's a TV show that you think we should watch. Yeah, tell us, because we'll probably watch it. You have good taste. You do have good taste, Joe. So, that's what we're doing. Watching movies and TV. Yep. Because we're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You go around, sashaying around in your tight clothes and stuff. I won't stand for that anymore. I don't don't walk around. I don't don't want to be that. I don't work around in tight clothes. I stay at home for most of the time. Public and it's a fucking embarrassment to me. You look like a fucking bitch on heat. And if you get raped by a pack of... Ooh. It'll be your fault. All right? Because you provoked it. You are provocatively dressed all the time with your fake boobs. You feel you have to show off in tight outfits. And that green thing today was enough. That's provocative. I don't like it. I don't want that woman. I don't want you. I don't believe you anymore. I don't trust you. I don't love you. I don't want you. So, um, Joe, since you were so kind to write to us and you implored us to talk more about Nashville, we decided that we're going to start throwing in some restaurant and maybe some other event reviews um, as we're able to. So... Uh, last weekend, we went to one of our favorite places, which I think we've talked about before, but we'll talk about it again. 
um, the Yellow Porch restaurant here in Nashville. It's in the Berry Hill area of Nashville, if you ever come visit. The Yellow Porch is just a little quaint little cafe-ish place, I'd say. Maybe a little more dramatic than a cafe. But they've got a great outdoor uh, patio area. And they also, um, they grow like their own herbs and greens and stuff. So you can kind of walk past the garden and smell things like mint and lavender kind of wafting. And the porch is really great like in the spring and fall because it's a little bit cooler. They've got little lights up, so it's very low lit. It's very intimate both inside and out. Yes. Um, And so last week we went, we had a little table in a nook of the restaurant. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. And um, it's fun to go there with like groups of people too. They've got a great wine list. Um, I don't think they have like draft beers, right? Isn't it just bottled beers? It may be, but they have a good selection. selection Yeah. We actually uh, celebrated. That's probably when we talked about it last is when I had my birthday. Birthday there. Yeah, that's right. And we go there. That's probably one restaurant that you and I frequent together yeah so it's a nice place to go it's right down the street from like the biggest movie theater here yes so after a movie it's a nice place to go for a drink or dessert cream brulee yes and i've never had a meal there that i was even mediocre about yeah everything i've had there is delicious we had the salmon special i think was it Mm -hmm. salmon or sea bass i don't remember salmon nothing but it was amazing how like this little bean cake thing with it that was really good um Shared an order of creme brulee. Yeah. The wait staff is always friendly. Super friendly. The only downside, and it's a very minor downside, is the parking. It's, yeah. It's a little kludgy. Yeah. It's, it's in a very congested area, but it doesn't feel that way once you get inside the restaurant. Right. But so the parking lot is, the parking spaces are limited. But, yes. But yeah. there is parking like around the area. So you don't walk any farther than maybe 100 feet to get into the restaurant, but it's, it's tough to navigate because there's like a hotel and or a motel and yeah. holiday some and random a hotel and motel or a holiday <laughs> and a weird Mexican restaurant that we went to a couple yeah. weeks ago that was so weird. It was which weird. we won't talk about and we won't go back to no. probably. <laughs> no, but it was funny. Yeah. So, although if you like to smell shit while you're eating, <laughs> this place is the place for you. If you want to, actually, like. There was a rather odiferous smell coming from the bathroom. Right. But this place, and this is funny because I actually looked at an apartment that was in this building probably two or three years ago, and now they've put a Mexican restaurant. It smells like an old house, like moldy, old house. Yeah, stale. So I don't know. And the kitchen's weird, and I just, it was rather uncomfortable. Yeah, so. we we actually wanted to go to the Yellow Porch that night, but I right. didn't make reservations, so. Well, that's the other thing to probably mention about Yellow yeah. Porch. If you're going there on the weekend, you make pretty much have to, or you're you're going to be waiting at least 45 minutes. Yeah. So. Uh, one other place, since we're talking about restaurants, and mm-hmm. I just went, and we've gone frequently, uh, Mafiosos, because yes. I, was, I was just thinking about that day. Don't take reservations. Right. They will for big parties. Oh, they will. Like, if you're having a birthday party or something, um, they're really particular. Like, everyone has to be there, like, when the reservation begins. So, they'll they'll take them. I just think they're for, like, big groups. Because I've made them. We had your birthday party there one year. Right. uh, We've had a couple of birthdays there. We had a Damon's going away party was there, too. Dan's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a pizza place. Pizza, a vast... Uh, a nice list of pizzas. Yeah. They're all named after, like, you know, mafia guys. Right, and like the Capone. The, the Corleone. And the brass knuckles. Right. Like, funny. 
and they have an extensive wine list. Yep. Really good pasta dishes too. Pasta lasagna. Yeah. Great uh, beer list. Yes. Um, nice desserts. Big fat cannolis. Yes. Yes. So and a nice outdoor seating where they bring down um, what, what do you call stuff? it like, like a visqueen or whatever that plastic stuff is. Right, if it's too warm or to too keep cold, it, or, you right. can eat out there in the winter too. It's heated. It right. gets a little chilly, but it's not uncomfortable. And they have a bar inside and outside. Yep, flat screens if you want to watch the game. Right. So. And then there's like an indoor where you can kind of see the kitchen and stuff. It's huge New York style. Or as Tony Kornheiser says, it's just pizza. <laughs> Not New York style. Pizza's pizza. Um, big ass pizzas, like huge foldable slices. Right. Really it's, great toppings. It's in the 12th Avenue South area. Yeah. I don't know what they call that. 12, 12 South. I think 12 South. The neighborhood. Um, it's called Mafiosos. Mm-hmm. And it's right, actually right next door to a place called the Tap Room. Yes. Uh, it's a nice place to go for beer. and uh, Yep. And there's a new restaurant. There used to be a really great restaurant called The Mirror over there, but they closed that down. Oh, they closed it? Yeah, there's another one going in over there. Okay. Um, I'm curious. We should try that. And there's a great burger place I meant to tell you about called Burger Up. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, healthy burger options, too. We should go there. It's not far from where I live, so it's okay. within walking so, distance. There's rumors, too, right, over there? Oh, yeah, a really great wine bar. They have a great wine list. The only thing... The only thing I don't like about Rumors, both Rumors on 12th, and then there's other Rumors bar in East Nashville, which we should do some restaurant reviews over there, too. Since yeah, there's, there's some, plenty of places over there. Yeah. yeah. They, um, they're they always out of stuff. Every time I go there, like they're out of some liquor or liquor <laughs> or um, wine or something, you know, and they, they have like a specials board, and that's the only thing that you can really order from. Mm. It's just... One thing I'll say about Nashville is, like, there's a lot of restaurants that I feel like are just hype. And when you actually go in, it's like it doesn't it's live up to the expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of one of those places. I like the one on 12 South better than the one in East Nashville. Okay. But I feel like every time I go to the one in East Nashville, it's like, okay, I'll have that wine that you've got listed on your specials board. Oh, I'm sorry. We just saw the last glass. Like, It's very trendy over in East Nashville. Yes. So It's not really my cup of tea, but yeah. there's a couple restaurants over there that I dig that we yeah. should go. Yeah, we have plenty of places to review. Yeah, I feel kind of bad now. that we haven't, yeah. now that Joe brought it up. Because we do, we're really sitting on a gold mine here Yeah, that we're not appreciative of. Or at least I'm not, I won't speak for you. No, I agree. Yeah, because so. you get kind of locked into certain places. Yeah. And you forget that there are, I mean, there are plenty of places to choose from here in Nashville. Right. So, and there's there are new places opening all the time. Yes. So. And we both live, you're a little more southwest than I am, but we both live kind of on the southwest side of town, so we tend to stick to the west side. Right. There's a, we have some friends that live on the west side. <laughs> we have some <laughs> friends that live on the east side that uh, that we visit on occasion. Right. So we'll go back over there. Yep. So keep listening, Joe. Be. We'll have more suggestions next time. Right. Right. Yep. So what do, we, what do we have coming up? As we've stated before, we've got a little uh, jaunt to Michigan in uh, about a month. Yep. Um, San Francisco is coming up in September, September. October. Uh, Toronto at the end of the year. Getting our passports so, this week, right? That's right. Okay. That's right. 
Well, we're taking our pictures this week. I didn't know how long it took between pictures. Well, we're okay. We're taking our pictures. Yes, and we should mention that if you don't have your passport, the fees for passports have Went gone up, up. Yeah, like thirty-five bucks. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, thirty-ish. So it was around a hundred. Now it'll be one thirty-five. Sadly. Yep. So, yeah, keep that in the back of your mind, and um. There was something else I was going to say. Oh, we'll probably take a little jaunt for your birthday in October. Right. So you need to figure out what you want to do with that. Okay. And are we doing anything else? I feel like we talked about We're going about to see um, David Gray and, oh, yeah, and uh, Ray LaMontagne. Yes. Your favorite and my favorite. In a couple of weeks. Yes. I'm so, excited about that, actually. Yeah. And uh, are we still going to go to Falls Creek Fall? Fall, Fall with, Creek Falls? Yeah. We're going to slip that in somewhere. Yes. Maybe. So, yeah. We've got a few things that are coming up, and some are here in Nashville, so we'll be able to talk about them for you, Joe, our one and only listener. That's right. All right. So, thanks for listening. (laughs) Of course. Yep. And we'll be back, what, next week, week after? Yeah, it depends. Yeah. It was kind of a big news week, so we decided to do it. And we saw a couple movies. Right. so. So, we had... Something to talk about. Fodder. Yep. So, um, stay tuned. Wait with a bated breath for us to return. Yep. If you want to email us, tell us about your city, send us MP3s, tell us to shut the H up. <laughs> no. You can do so at vagabondexchange at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook. It's Vagabond Exchange on Facebook. Yep. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings and use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.